I think about these different warehouses and these types of clothing that these people are just buying a whole bunch of. And it makes me feel uncomfortable to think like a child could have sewn together that person's pair of pants. Like that doesn't really sit right with me to think that that's what you're supporting. And not only like, do you just wear it for like an Instagram photo, but then there's no value to it afterwards. And you just kind of like toss it aside for the next big thing. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mind Body Planet podcast. Today's episode, before we hop into it, gonna do some week's faves as always. But today's episode is going to be the problem with hall culture. It's just something I feel like I've been seeing a lot of lately and we got to address it. Let's just have like a conversation around it. And I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. So definitely talk to me afterwards if you have any additional thoughts or if you agree or disagree, all that stuff. But before we get into the conversation, let's start with the week's favorites. My week's favorites is actually going to be this brand of coffee. Um, It's called Cometeer. C-O-N-E-T-E-E-R. It is amazing. It's so amazing. It comes in these like little frozen pods and it's like coffee concentrate essentially. And you can like put it in a Keurig if you have one of those. I don't have one of those. So I just leave it in my fridge overnight and it will melt or I leave it on the counter for a few hours. It'll melt. I don't normally drink it hot to be honest, but I'll just like microwave some water and then I'll just put the frozen pot in there. It'll melt kind of like cool it down a little bit. It's kind of like tea. Anyways, but normally I'm a fan of iced coffee. I've got a few weeks without Cometeer. So I've been using just like regular espresso from our espresso machine and also our like actual like true coffee pot. And it's just not the same. The coffee's not the same. And the Cometeer coffee is a little bit stronger. I'm not going to lie. So I feel like I have one and I'm like freaking wired and like bouncing off the walls, which I like that feeling. I feel way more focused when I have like a nice strong cup of coffee. So I uh, finally got it back, got another order delivered today, and I'm drinking it right now. And I forgot how much I love it because it's been a few weeks since I've actually had it. So that is this week's favorites. Let's get into the conversation. How many times have you been scrolling social media and you've seen a video about someone who unboxes their latest online shopping haul? Maybe it's from Amazon. Maybe it's from a clothing store. How many times do you actually see like several in a row? Because the algorithm starts like feeding you one after another after another. Because you watched one all the way through. So they're like, oh, they must really like hauls. Because I've seen it a lot. And I've seen it from so many brands. I've seen it from Amazon. I've seen it from Abercrombie. I've seen it from Shein is a big one. And I've even seen it from like Aritzia. It's normally clothing places that I tend to see these hauls. And maybe it's just my For You page, but I definitely see it a lot. Amazon is also a really big one too. But I've seen it in a lot of other places too. And guys, every time that I see a haul video, I always feel a lot of emotions. And I don't feel like I'm alone on this. So hear me out. Hear me out. The first emotion that I feel is normally interest because I'm like, what did they get that I like and I can buy? And that's always kind of like what gets me into watching these hauls because I'm like, all right, what's trending? What are these people? What are, what are the people like? What are the people buying? Then the second emotion that I start feeling is jealousy. Like, why can't I afford to do the same? Why can't I buy all the same things? Why don't I have all the cool trending pieces and fashion items that are becoming more and more popular? A lot of this kind of comparison that I fall into that makes me feel like I'm like I'm like FOMO. 
pretty much. Like I'm missing out, the fear of missing out. Then the third one that starts to bubble up within me is, I, I guess, anger. My environmentalist side comes out and I feel like really upset by someone spending hundreds of dollars on products that simply won't last or they're not like built, they're not high quality and they weren't built for longevity. And so I get mad because I, the way that I think is that everything that we buy has some sort of expense for our environment or our mental health or whatever it is, you know, there's always like, it's nothing is ever free. And that's just sad, but that's just kind of the truth of it, you know? And so I get mad. You may be thinking, what do these haul videos really have anything to do with me? Like, what do they have? Like, it's somebody else that's buying all these products. It's somebody else that's unboxing them. They don't really affect me in any way. And they don't really affect you if you're watching them either. Like, what's the big deal? Well, you could be saying to yourself, like, just scroll past it. I feel like there's a huge issue with haul culture because it's truly a culture. It's not just one thing. It's not like one person does it. It's a true culture that people just constantly will revamp their entire wardrobe every single season and then just donate or throw away what they wore the last season because it's not trendy or it's not not the thing to wear anymore because they're really playing into these like micro trends that go so fast. And I really feel like it affects everyone. And I want to dissect hall culture together and kind of explain to you like why I think that hall culture is a problem. I want to hear you guys' thoughts, like I mentioned before. So let's start with the first bullet point. The first one is that hall culture promotes excessive consumerism and impulse buying. Hall culture encourages individuals like you and myself to purchase a large quantity of items without actually considering your actual needs or the long-term consequences of those purchases. And it really leads to like wasteful spending and it's an accumulation of unnecessary materialistic things, whether that's clothes, furniture, jewelry, kitchen items, like literally could be anything. That's the first thing. And I think that one's kind of a given one. That's kind of the low hanging fruit when it comes to haul culture, that if you see a ton of people buying a crap ton of things and always posting on social media, here's my haul for my fall clothing or my summer clothing, summer swimsuits is always a big one. I always feel like people buy like a whole bunch of swimsuits when in reality, you don't, you don't need 10 swimsuits. I don't, I don't really know that many people that needs 10 swimsuits. Maybe if you live on a beach, but still that feels like a lot. And it makes you feel like, like that's okay for you to do as well. If everybody's buying a large amount of clothes every single season, it feels normal. But like, let's be honest with each other. I don't really feel like that's normal. Okay, that's the first bullet point. It promotes excessive consumerism and impulse buying. The second one that goes hand in hand with the first one really is that hall culture encourages a throwaway mentality and it contributes to waste. So it prom really promotes the idea of constantly getting something new, constantly unboxing and getting something in the mail that's new and exciting and fresh and trendy, which in turn fosters this like throw away mentality. Once you're done with it, you just throw it away. You just donate it. You just, you don't, you don't really have to think about it because somebody else will want it, right? Just, just donate it. And I think as a result, people really tend to get rid of and donate things that are still perfectly usable items in favor of whatever is the latest trend. And it contributes to the growing problem of waste and landfill overcrowding. Because it is true. Like when I think about it and I see people who are always buying new clothes for each season, I think about, well, what are they doing with their old clothes? 
are they really just donating them? And how many of those pieces that they buy and put on social media to make others feel like they got to do the same thing, do they actually wear? How many of them still have tags on them? How many of them do they actually return because they're just doing it for clout and to look cool on social media? But obviously that's behind the scenes. So you and me don't actually see that side. The third bullet point is an unrealistic beauty and fashion standard. It really perpetuates this idea that because somebody else has an abundance of things, an abundance of products, then that's how much I should have. And that's how you and me should look. We should all be wearing the same stuff. And why don't I look as cute as somebody else that wears a hoodie? Why don't we wear it the same way? I feel like, and this is another kind of point here, but you play that comparison game a little bit. You know, it makes you feel that you're, you're lesser because you don't have these things or the amount of things that these other people are really showcasing. It can lead to feeling like you're not enough, that you're inadequate and the pressure to constantly keep up with the latest trends, which then falls into this really rough cycle of always buying something new, always looking for something new to buy, always feeling like you're missing out if you don't have the latest and greatest invention, the latest and greatest top, the latest and greatest dress, the latest and greatest kitchen utensil, whatever it might be. My fourth point is something that I don't think a lot of people think about when it comes to shopping. And I'm hoping that that is starting to change as people start to learn more about the behind the scenes in these industries. But hall culture really exploits labor and it perpetuates unethical practices in the fashion industry. So this is mostly fast fashion. Some of those bigger ones like Shein is probably the most problematic fast fashion brand company to ever buy anything from. Then you have other ones like H&M, Forever 21, Zara, Aritzia is one, all of those brands. Because hall culture is really closely tied to fashion and clothes and people constantly keeping up with clothing trends, the fashion industry is just notorious for its unethical labor practices. So the demand for fast fashion and just constant consumption fuels this cycle of exploitation where workers are underpaid and subjected to unsafe working conditions. Here's the thing is that when you buy a top or you buy a, a piece of clothing from one of these fast fashion brands, normally what you they do is they outsource it. So somebody, whoever's making that product is from a warehouse in another country. And I think most commonly I see like China is probably the biggest one, like made in China is a pretty common thing that I see on a lot of different clothing pieces and even household products. The problem when you start outsourcing to warehouses that you don't actually have like a third party verification is that with these fast fashion brands, they don't really do that. They don't double check their warehouses because in their eyes, they're like, that's not my problem. They're like, we're here to make money. We're here to like just design new clothes and somebody else is going to make them. And they don't really think that far into all of the unethical practices that falls within using these warehouses that aren't double checked and verified for safe practices. And so sometimes like I think about these different warehouses and these types of clothing that these people are just buying a whole bunch of. And it makes me feel uncomfortable to think like a child could have sewn together that person's pair of pants. Like that doesn't really sit right with me to think that that's what you're supporting. And not only like, do you just wear it for like an Instagram photo, 
but then there's no value to it afterwards. And you just kind of like toss it aside for the next big thing. Like that doesn't really sit right with me knowing what's behind it. And I feel like I understand a little bit of this because a lot of people who shop fast fashion can't afford something nicer. And I I mean, the shirt I'm currently wearing, I think is from Old Navy. I bought it there a few months ago, but like, I get it. Like, I'm not one to like buy like a $300 top just for funsies, you know, (laughs) it's a, that's an investment piece, you know, and not to mention, I mean, if I had the money, I would, but girl, I'm not made of money. (laughs) And so all this to say that there's some exceptions to this, because I think if you buy a shirt from a fast fashion brand and you know that that's something that's affordable and accessible for you and something that you're actually planning on wearing for like multiple years and take care of, and it's actually something that holds true value for you, then I think that that's kind of a different, but that's, again, that's not hall culture. That's intentionally buying something, which is what we talked about last week on the podcast was intentional consumption. So I feel like this, that's actually different. So yeah, that bullet point, it exploits labor and perpetuates unethical practices in the fashion industry. Number five is the impact of the environment that this hall culture has through increased carbon emissions and resource depletion. So when you buy something, there's always, it comes at an expense, right? So most of the time, like we mentioned, these products are not made in America. Even if they are made in America, maybe they're, they're not local for you. So they have to have some sort of way to get from where they're made to your doorstep for you to wear or the store for you to like walk in and buy it and take it home. There's a production that has to happen, the transportation that has to happen. And then of course, the disposal of the excessive amount of products that are associated with hot culture. All of this contributes to carbon emissions and also resource depletion. This kind of ties to the environmental crisis and also contributes to climate change because of all the increased carbon emissions. So everything has to go from where it's made to your doorstep. I think that's a given. And so there's some sort of carbon emission that has to happen. And I think that there are some brands that are definitely better than others because they contribute to a carbon neutral certification, where basically they just donate part of their proceeds and their profits to go towards offsetting those carbon emissions. And I think in those cases, it's a little bit better there. But most of the time, if you're shopping those brands, you're again, you're probably not buying like $500 worth of product from that brand only to do that every single season or every single couple of months or every month even. <laughs> Sometimes I see people do hauls and it's like every other day. It's pretty, pretty weird. When we think about just constantly buying things and constantly acquiring new products, everything has an expense. It impacts our environment, whether we realize it or not. And I, I do feel like there is a little bit to this that it's not really something you think about. Like you just think about, oh, this is new. This is shiny. This is something fun and fresh for me to have. You don't really think about the implications that come with that. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last bullet point here. And that is hall culture. It negatively affects mental health and promotes comparison and dissatisfaction. And we've touched on that on a lot of these bullet points because it's just that comparison game. Like I said, when you have constant exposure to hall culture, it can lead to feelings of you not feeling like you're enough, like you're inadequate in this self-comparison. And it's innate. It's, it's it's within all of us. No matter what you do, there's always going to feel this some sort of way of like this me versus them mentality, this why can't I have that? Why not me? And you may feel pressured to match the lifestyle and the possessions of other people when you watch these haul videos, when they're showcasing all these brand new things that they have. It can really 
negatively impact mental health. It can lead to feeling more stressed out because when you go to work and you realize I'm wearing the same top that I bought three years ago when I started this job and Sally Sue in the cubicle next to me is always buying something new every month. It can feel like your anxiety is increasing and just overall dissatisfaction with your own life and making you feel like you're not enough. And I think that's my biggest issue with hall culture is the true comparison that happens between people. It's just just true comparison game, just feeling like you're not enough. And if there's one thing that you can take away from this entire podcast episode, it's that you are enough and you don't have to feel like you need certain products and certain clothing and certain items to feel worthy to live life and to feel like you are someone. I think that when I start seeing hall cultures, it's just really disappointing because I understand the appeal. Like I get it. At first they're fun. They're interesting. And it leads me back to those emotions I was talking about at the beginning of the episode that at first I feel interested because I'm like, all right, like what these people got that I don't have? What's cool here? What, what do the people want? You know, at the end of the day, it's not materialistic possessions that give you worth. It's really something inside of all of us. And we together, me and you, let's enter our anti-haul era. It is okay to rewear outfits or use the same dish rack year after year. You don't need the latest and greatest invention to still live a beautiful and fulfilling life. The second that we allow ourselves to feel influenced or affected by these halls is the second that we allow ourselves to get lost in comparison and just this feeling like we aren't enough. And that is so far from reality because you are enough, even without participating in the latest hall culture trend. We've made it to good climate news. Today's article is titled, it's an interesting one, 3D printed vegan salmon filet expands its reach across Europe. (laughs) I thought, I just think this, I, I have not heard of 3D printed food before, so I just find this fascinating. Would you eat a 3D printed vegan salmon? Revo is the brand. It's the very first company to sell it across stores in Europe. If you want to read the article, I will link it in the show notes for everybody. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And let me know what you think about hall culture. Truly would love to know your opinion. If you like this episode or if you like this podcast, please give us a review on Spotify and a review on Apple, depending on what platform you're listening to. If you want to follow us, you can follow Mind Body Planet Podcast at Mind Body Planet Podcast. Or you can follow me at Crystal and Geyer on all major platforms. And that is this week's episode. I will see you guys next week. Bye.